This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, everyone. It is 12.05 here in the studio. Uh, my name is Rich Bradbury, and this is Enterprise BizBytes. If you tuned in a little bit uh, early this morning, you'll know what we're talking about uh, here on uh, BizBytes today. Uh, this is all following the cancellation of the uh, Good Vibes Festival. Uh, I'm in the studio with Nadri Adam from uh, Sausage Sizzle and Renyi Chin from My Burger Lab. We're talking about how this cancellation has affected the vendors and food operators that are left picking up the pieces. And I suppose uh, at this stage, you've probably all heard the story. Uh, Maddie Healy of the 1975, uh, said a whole bunch of stuff and behaved uh, pretty badly on stage. And of course, it led to the festival being cancelled. And what we're looking at and talking about today is how a lot of the local community have been dealing with the uh, the consequences, how food vendors at the festival uh, were left with things up in the air, how stores were set up and stocked for the remaining two days of the festival, sunken costs that went into that, the accommodation, rental time, all the food prep over and all that kind of stuff. So... Over the past few days, these micro-businesses, many of them, have been surrounded by discussions around how this has left food vendors at the festival, the support that's been offered to them uh, following the fiasco, and the impact that this has got on the F&B industry as a whole. So in the studio with me right now, I do have uh, Ren Yi from My Burger Lab. Say hi, Ren Yi. Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me here. And of course, uh, Nasri from Sausage Sizzle. Hi. Thank you, Richard, for having me. Absolute pleasure. So, uh, first of all, Nasri, I think we first spoke back in February this year. We did. Uh, you, you've become quite popular here on BFM in the last few I months. I think this is my fifth or sixth time <laughs> now this year. Probably in this week, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Ren, you, you've been pretty popular as well, haven't you? You've been here quite a few times already. A couple of times. couple of times, please. Don't be so uh, modest. You've been here quite a lot. And we We've had you on because you're very obviously involved in that ecosystem as well. Now, I guess the first question I want to ask is when something, not necessarily when something like, let's talk about how much money you put into this first, right? And I want to ask you both individually. Renyi, this is not your first time doing something like Mm -hmm. this, these big events, right? How much planning goes into an event like this and how much money would you have invested into this particular festival this time around? Well, the thing is for us as a more seasoned brand, we've been to events so we do have certain logistics and certain equipments already available Mm. uh, while newer brands might have uh, a different set of uh, um, costs that that will incur to them. So for us, uh, other than rental, uh, it was just pure logistics and inventory. Mm. Um, so for an event like this, uh, where we estimate, you know, tens of thousands of people uh, gathering at a place, and then we do the uh, calculation of how many we think we can serve. So an estimate of between fifteen to 20,000 is definitely invested mm. um, into stocks and uh, logistics. Mm. Nasri, what about you? Yeah, I would have to agree with Renyi. We also are quite uh, active within the event scene, the F&B event scene. And um, so, yeah, I would say around fifteen to 20,000 logistics, inventory, a bit of accommodation here and there for us. So maybe slightly more, but yeah, around that figure. And, you know, the festival is cancelled, right? You, you get to that point where you, you've, you've done all your logistics work, everything seems to be going nicely. All of a sudden, the click of the fingers, everything stops. What was the immediate reaction then? Don't swear. at that point of time we were in like full-on work mode like uh, me and the team hustling getting things ready unpacking things steve my partner he goes out to mr diy to pick up some last minute things Mm. he calls me Mm. he's like bro stop everything cancelled i'm like what 
Couldn't believe it. You're in the flow at this point as I'm well. I'm in the right? flow. I'm not looking at Twitter. I'm yeah. not looking at the, yeah. the WhatsApp groups or anything like that, right? I'm full on like, let's get this show started. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a huge blow to mm-hmm. me from being in that full on focus mode to then, oh, what? Uh, guys. Deflated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then people are, people next to me are already cooking. Mm. Other vendors are already cooking, already preparing. The music is on. Mm. You know, the vibe is there. Mm. The good vibe. <laughs> Um, well, on our side, um, I'm thankful that I don't have to be on ground these days. Uh, so our events manager, Ping, uh, she, I think she received the news first. Uh, they were on, in the midst of preparing. Now, one good thing is that this is not our first time. Good thing, quote-unquote. Uh, if you remember back maybe seven years ago, FMFA, mm. we were one of the quote-unquote victims again. Yeah. Uh, so every other event that we do, uh, we take note that Anything can happen, right. whether it may be a flood, maybe it may be event cancellation or whatever, come what may. So we take note on preparing um, products that are reusable in our stores. Mm. So that was something that was in mind when we mm. designed the menu for the event. Mm. Um, and other than that, uh, when we first got the call, uh, my first question to the team is what is perishable, what is not perishable, what can be safe, what cannot be safe. So whatever we notice uh, cannot be saved, immediately we reached out to our uh, friends in uh, Kachara, uh, in you know shelters and whatnot, and said, hey, look, there's this stock coming to you. Mm. Whatever we can save and redistribute, that's what we did. Mm. Um, the team was obviously angry, upset, uh, as she took a lot of time yeah. uh, on top of her daily work on operations uh, to prepare for this. Uh, but, you know, she held herself together, rallied the team up, uh, and uh, yeah, started packing up. Mm. Um, so we knew that after the first half an hour, we were in a better position than most because we were ready to some extent uh, after the first night, the news of the first night. Um, so we started extending help to others where we can. Um, so that was how things panned out. I mean, and do you think this is, I guess, the cost of doing business here in Malaysia, particularly when it comes to like festivals like this? It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think we've been to one uh, event where it suddenly t- rained very heavily, and of course, uh, the sales was, uh, you know, half of what we expected it to be, and we walked away with a bit of a loss. Um, but you know, that's part and parcel. In mm. fact, if you look at the local uh, vendors in night markets, Pasar Malam and whatnot, these are the daily things that they have exactly. to face. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So what would have been your expected revenue from, from this event, for the whole of the event? I'd have to say on the first day, we did pretty well. We did above expectations. So at, in the beginning, we were expecting about 30. That was our break even. Um, but after the first day, we were looking at, anything above 50. Wow. Yeah. It's not small change, is it? It isn't. Yeah. It definitely isn't, no. Yeah, we are about the same yeah. uh, page as well. Uh, for the whole event, we're looking at about 50. Mm. And, and Nazri, you, uh, I don't know if you, um, it's okay to talk about this, but you were talking about that after the money that you were going to get from this, you were going to invest that into something else, right? We were. We right. were, definitely. So we were looking at expanding on our, the way that we operate within the business and uh, we were looking to invest in that with the money that was made from the event. Uh, So that's obviously slowed down our progression Mm. with regards to that a little bit. Mm. Um, But obviously, you know, people are helping us out Mm. and we're in kind of in the same position as Renyi with regards to, we brought a menu that is uh, served at all of our, all of our, um, our stores. Uh, So immediately uh, what can be salvaged, what can't uh, send it back to the central kitchen and uh, we picked, we packed up really fast. Actually, I think that um, we, yeah, we we were lucky 
we were lucky in comparison to other vendors. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about some of those other vendor uh, vendors, uh, Renyi. We were talking just outside the studio as well. Um, that you guys are, have got it pretty well, right? In that you've got a decent social media following already. You're established brands. People know your name. Um, Nazri, you've been on here five, six, seven, eight times. You know, people <laughs> yes. have heard your voice. You know, they, yes. they know who you are, so to speak. But there are vendors out there who it. Uh, it's their first time doing something like this, you know. And so for them, not only is, is it a, a bit of a shocker, but they've invested a lot of money that's already gone. What can people who are tuning in now and, and what are you guys doing as a community, the F&B community, to help these newer players, I guess, or all these first-timers to get through this? So I think to give context to how things panned out, mm. uh, on the first day itself, I think Saturday itself, the word got out. Um, because I think Nasri posted, uh, Burger Lab also posted yeah. uh, that, hey, there are di all these uh, 20 vendors that are uh, potentially uh, having a lot of uh, food wastage. Mm. So people came out on Saturday, right? Uh, and the vendors that took advantage of that, um, I wouldn't say take advantage, but that reacted fast enough. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday, uh, we and they uh, saw our sales jumped. Mm. And uh, a lot of them also featured... Um, the event product uh, and those moved very quickly. Uh, one particular, two particular one that I can bring uh, that comes to mind is Dream Burger. They were from uh, Penang. So we um, kind of helped bring a little bit of attention to their brand and say, hey, look, they are doing a pop-up here. I went over there for two hours just to help, you know, have a little bit of fun and just have a cookout uh, and people came in droves. So that was very heartwarming. Uh, and kudos to Fla, who was also there that provided a space for them to, mm -hmm. to uh, pop up as well. Uh, so those two brands did well. Another one was uh, our friends at Norm's, uh, fried chicken brand. Um, one of their chefs used to work with us, so we know him, Pang. Uh, and he was just telling us that he was cooking until 4 a.m. to wow. prepare, I think, uh, half, a t half a ton of uh, coleslaw. My and uh, he, he was almost breaking down. But they took advantage of it and they said, hey, look, we're having a sales. Uh, it's 10 ringgit a dish with fried chicken, rice, and uh, coleslaw. And by the end of Sunday, they were, they were rid of their, their excess stock. Mm. So that showed that, you know, Malaysians came out. Now, the problem that... Um, I wouldn't say the problem, but the situation is post-Sunday and everyone is, you know, came out to help. Um, but there are other vendors that might not have executed any uh, contingency plans, yeah, right? Yeah. So I don't want people to feel like, oh, um, all is good, you know, we've helped out. But there are still some vendors who, are, who might not have the platform mm. who, or might not even have physical stores. We had one uh, vendor who is actually a kitchen equipment supplier and they wanted to venture into this for the first time. And after the first day, they're stuck with a lot of chicken wings. Uh, so, yeah, there are these, these guys out there. Again, the list is there uh, to help out is, I guess, uh, to watch their space and to see if they have rolled out anything. Mm. Okay, let's take a short break here. Um, folks, I'm in the studio with uh, Ren Yi uh, from My Burger Lab and uh, Nazri from Sausage Sizzle. Don't go anywhere. Of course, we're talking about the lingering effects of the cancellation of Good Vibes Festival and what it means for the F&B industry. We've got some uh, adverts and some music coming up in just a moment. We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Burgers from Mamas. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. 
Cardigans there with my favorite game. Welcome back to Enterprise BizBytes. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm in the studio with Renyi from My Burger Lab and Nasri from uh, Sausage Sizzle. If you want to get in touch with us uh, regarding what we're talking about today, get us via our U-Mobile WhatsApp number. It's 018-789-8899. You should know what we're talking about by now. Uh, following the cancellation of the Good Vibes Festival, uh, I've got these guys here in the studio to talk about how this cancellation has affected their and other food vendors' business, uh, what's left uh, and how th- we can help one another ha- out here to kind of make awareness of these little food vendors who are struggling right now and what we can do to help them. And essentially the kind of bigger picture of this discussion as well. Um, I suppose one of the questions that other people are, are thinking a- 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 about right now at home is you've seen, Renier, you in particular, you've seen this happen multiple times. You know, um, Does this kind of dissuade you from thinking about going to other festivals and opening up your stalls at other festivals in future, does it worry you that this is just going to keep happening? It certainly does create a bit of uh, concern. Mm. Uh, However, um, I would say that, you know, for us, we do it because we want to be a part of the festival. Mm. We resonate with it. Uh, And it's a bit of a off time for my team uh, to right. go into events because it's really boring if they're always stuck in the office or in the restaurants. Yeah. So it's always an uplifting mood when we head to these events. Uh, but like I said, um, as a business, it is a risk that we take mm. uh, and then we pick and choose uh, where we want to be. Mm. Uh, I would say what happened last weekend was, I wouldn't say one in a million, but definitely rare. Yeah. Right. Um, no one could have seen it coming. Although, you know, hindsight 2020, right? Mm. Um, so, yeah, but I, I would still say we would still, if we are to do it all over again, I would say we'll, we'll, we'll do it you because do it we do trust in the organizers. They yeah. have been great to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. They're, and they're, they're suffering as well right now. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, extremely. Yeah. Same with you, Najri. Um, I would say definitely. I mean, for us, um, we... A lot of our revenue comes in from events, actually, Richard, like throughout right. the year, annually, you know, uh, we can put a number to it in comparison to what we're earning at the outlets, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm. So I think that it's important for us to join events. It's important for us to be a part of events, to build the brand, um, to build the uh, trust, to get people to try the product. So I think that this doesn't, I mean, obviously, there's a risk. There's risk associated with all types of, of business, course. right? Yeah. So, yeah. obviously, we understand the risk. And um, like Renny said just now, we were at MotoGP last year. The first day was flooded. <laughs> so, the second and third day made up for it. Don't right, get me wrong. Right. But these things happen, mm-hmm. you know? And that's also a large event, very large yeah. event, 150,000 people. So, it's important for us to understand what we're getting ourselves into and to mitigate Right. The risks has as it much af- as possible. Uh, so has it affected either of your relationship with the organizers at all? Has it changed that relationship at all? Not on our side. If anything, it's made it better yeah. for right. us, right. for sure. Yeah. How so? I think that we've come together as a community. Everyone has been affected equally. Or yeah. not to say, well, I wouldn't say equally. <laughs> uh, equally in some ways, but in other ways, definitely not equally. Um, but I think that the organizers, look, they provide us with this platform, right? Mm. us and all the other vendors with this platform to really boost our revenue. Mm. And so I think that that is an important part of our yearly projections Mm. and um, FSA contribute a huge amount to that. Mm. So we will support them and be with them throughout this journey. And I personally hope that there will be a good vibes next year because I will definitely want to be there. Excellent. Now, whether or not we agree with the decision that was made to 
cancel the remainder of the festival. Mm. It's irrespective, you know, that it's already happened. You know, it's water under the bridge. It's happened now. Do you think it could have been handled differently? Uh, and, and, And if you do, what would... What about, you know, okay, the bands can't perform, but we have all of these food vendors here. Couldn't we pivot into it being a food festival for a couple of days? Would that have worked? I don't think it's within our say. It sounds like a good idea, Um, but the call um, is not on our side. Mm. I think everyone else, the netizens, you know, among the vendors, uh, we would say that that's a good idea. But Mm. I'm quite sure there are larger uh, decisions at play here um, than just saving the vendors, right? Um, So I think... The, the Ministry of Communications and Media reached out to us mm. um, because of the video. Right. So they explained that they're looking into ways that they can help. And they said that they were going to hold an event on Sunday, which they did. They called it Tiba Tiba Rio. Yes. And um, unfortunately, no food vendors were there because of the logistics, because of the um, just stocks being put away, um, not being able to... Um, arranged manpower in time. It was a very last minute event. So props to them for taking the initiative. Right. But unfortunately, it didn't work out to help any of the food vendors per se. Yeah. But there were other vendors there, obviously. There There was artists. There were artists there, yeah. Mm. So... You know, obviously, you were saying, Rin, it's it's a calculated risk, you know, to, to to do these kind of things. When something like this does happen... What do you have in, in your, on the kind of bike burner then? Okay, how, how quickly can you pivot? How quickly can we do these things? You say you're giving stuff away to charity and you've got all of these kind of things lined up. Are there other things that you could have done at all? Suck it up, uh, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. <laughs> one of the contingency plans that uh, we had uh, was to do buy one free ones, and right. one, just to get rid of the stock. Yeah. But yeah. after we assess the situation where most of our products can be frozen, can be kept longer than... Uh, we roll with that. Mm. Uh, that's why for Bur- my burger lab, we're not as affected. Uh, but you know, the, the the support still came in. I'm very thankful for that. Um, but we didn't want to just be taking on mm. the, on the taking side, so we wanted to give, mm. uh, and that's where we try to give our time, our attention, uh, and our platform uh, to help you know others that might not again mm. have that uh, avenue. Mm. Yeah. Now we are talking obviously about the, the community helping one another here, mm-hmm. and, and that's been a big thing. Looking over at TikTok and Instagram, and uh, I'm seeing both of your faces. And you two have collaborated just, fa- just yesterday. Yesterday, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and that, that was part of the reason that uh, when, when I read about that yesterday, that, that's something I wanted to talk to you about. Are there much more of these collaborations happening? Are there other collaborations happening that you know of? Not that I'm aware of, apart from Ren Yi. Ren Yi was involved in the first collaboration, and then he was involved in the second collaboration. Well, you know so what he's like, <laughs> right? <You know. laughs> uh, well, like I said, I can't help everyone, but yeah. where I um, know help is needed, then mm-hmm. I'll offer. Yeah. And in fact, our collaboration was a little bit last minute. So he was another radio show uh, on Monday morning, mm-hmm. and uh, he mentioned my Burger Lab, uh, mm-hmm. talking about how uh, we, we were spreading the word and whatnot. And I reached out to him and said, hey, thanks for mentioning us. By the way, you know, have you moved your stock yet? He said, not really. It's still, you know, they're waiting for this weekend to happen. Yeah. And I said, well, do you want to pop up at my Burger Lab this week? And he said, how about tomorrow? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so within 24 <laughs> hours or lesser, we had, uh, they had the stall set up. Yeah. Uh, and the turnout was amazing. Tiba Tiba Burger Sizzle. It was. Apparently. Yeah, it <laughs> apparently. Was, yeah. uh, and I have reached out to uh, the other Nazri from Beard Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and we might have a third collaboration. We don't nice. know yet. Awesome. Um, well, that would be great. Yeah. 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 Right. 
What about some of the other the vendors then? I, I know that you, you guys have been reaching out to help one another as well. Who who do you think needs uh, a shout out? Who do you think needs help? I think that um, for those who don't necessarily have like a physical outlet or haven't really benefited from the uh, uh, events over the weekend because they weren't able to operate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I think that we can shout out to Wakit, uh, Nachos La, uh, Yuhu Hot Dogs. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. There's so many names. No, no, um, it's okay. You know, uh, Rennie, I know you're going through your phone li- list right now. Have you got a few on there as well? Uh, well, there is um, Kitchen Inc. They came is they came in as Chef Will I Am, uh, and they are the ones where they were a kitchen supplier. Or they right. are a kitchen supplier, and they just have excess uh, chicken wings. So they are having a free flow chicken wings. Curry wurst and wedges, and two cans of beer uh, tonight at Port Commune. So you can go to Shes underscore Will I Am uh, to find out more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was also noticing the um, uh, hashtag, is it Makan Local hashtag on, on TikTok? I think it is yesterday. There is that as well. And I, and I was looking at the, the amount of views that that just had yesterday. Uh, and I actually shared it with, with our team. Uh, 7.5 billion views. Billion? Uh, billion. Billion with a B. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. Wait, that, there ain't that many <laughs> Malaysian to begin with. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> right. So it, it must be repeat views. It must be shares or whatever. But that amount of eyeballs, you know, maybe just hashtag that to get a few more out there as well, right? We we'll do, definitely. definitely. Yeah. If you don't mind, uh, Richard, I'm just going to shout out a couple of others, yeah? Uh, we've do. got Beard Brothers Barbecue, who are selling pulled, pulled brisket, open sandwiches, and scotch eggs. We have, obviously, Shez Will I Am, which... Uh, uh, Renny uh, shouted out we've got um, this is Kingu Kongu they've got free chicken karage if you spend more than 50 ringgit at the outlet uh, we've got Big Botch HSP who are halal snack plate in located in KL open until 2am and then More Mantau is also at the Malaysian International Film Festival until Sunday and on top of that Sausage Sizzle will be at Rio this weekend, located in Kuala Kubu from Friday to Sunday. Excellent. I think, uh, sorry, one more shout out. I, you mentioned okay, Wakit. Sure. Um, Wakit as well, yes. Yeah. You can find their outlet, if I'm not mistaken. It is in SS15 or in Bangsa. Mm. Google them, find out where they are, locate them, help them out. Help everyone out, guys. Whatever you can do to support the local community. The support has been amazing so far. Please, please continue to do so. I, I can recommend Wakit. I do order from them. Quite okay, perfect. Nice. Um, right, last question then. Uh, and I suppose before we wrap up, and it's, um, you've got new up and coming food vendors, obviously. There's, there's young people wanting to open up their business. Not just young people. People wanting to open <laughs> up a food business. Um, would you recommend that they attend festivals like this as vendors and reach out to festivals like this in the future? You, you wouldn't think this is something that should just put them off, right? You see, you see, with regards to Good Vibes, Good Vibes Festival is considered one of the larger festivals throughout mm. the year. It's the biggest music festival in Malaysia, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm, yeah. right? So you attract a lot of people, which means you are required to prepare a lot of food. Um, we're talking thousands of portions. So if you are a new player in F&B and you are unable to um, uh, sustain that risk, then I wouldn't recommend it at this point in time. But if you are really able to sustain the risk and you are uh, able to cater uh, to an event like this, then definitely, please mm. 
join and support the local community um you know raise awareness for your brand mm. um this is this is what sausage sizzle has been doing on small and large scale just to you know get the word out there mm. you know and uh, thankfully it is working All right, Ringy. Um, I agree words. with everything he says. I think entrepreneurship is for everyone, uh, but always start small. You know, take um, um, bites where you you are able to swallow. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, events like this should continue. It does promote um, the culture um, and arts. Um, seen where they are desperately, we we are desperately in need of progress. Um, but yeah, in terms of the food wise, uh, I think everyone should. Um, give it a go if they they have the capability to mm. do so. Guys, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for having us. Pleasure, uh, folks. If you uh, missed any part of this show and you uh, you fancy something to eat, uh, download the podcast a little bit later on. And towards the end, of course, you'll hear all of those names streamed out. We'll probably link to a few of those uh, businesses on the podcast link as well uh, to help one another out. Um, if you did miss it, don't forget the podcast will be available on the um, BFM app. That's available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. I've been in the studio, of course, with uh, Ren Yi. Uh, from My Burger Lab and uh, Nasri from Sausage Sizzle. Uh, we'll be right back a little bit later on this afternoon, but don't go anywhere because coming up after the one o'clock news, it's a Breakfast Grill replay and uh, Malaysia's net foreign direct investment amounted to $74.6 billion in 2022. But how can we further improve the ease of doing business here? Liu Chintong, Deputy Minister of Investment, Trade and Industry, shared with the uh, Breakfast Grill the initiatives and targets of the ministry as well as how prepared DAP is for the state elections. That's all coming up after the one o'clock news. To take us up there, we've got some ads and some music. This has been Enterprise Biz Bites here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.